This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Kansas City, it's Willie Gay Jr. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. This might be the last time that I talk to this guest in 2023. I mean, maybe we'll exchange text messages, but he's busy. You know, and I'm busy as well. You know I'm sending you a text if Mizzou gets down. You know that. I'm not going to be able to get reception at the stadium. <laughs> I'm not counting on getting reception. Yo, have you ever looked at Cowboys tickets and how much they are? I have not. I never, ever had a reason to, but so Friday, yeah. you know, Missouri plays Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl, mm. and Saturday, the Cowboys are at home against the Lions. So I was like, hey, I get an opportunity for a rare double dip. I get to watch my team, and I get to see the Cowboys play right. in a big game. Hey, let me go. I was going on there. You know how I'd like – StubHub will show you the cheapest ticket. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, $90. Oh, it's not that bad. That's for the standing room only oh, tickets. Wow. I mean, that's standing next to Tom Landry. You're going to be up there in the clouds. Are you going? I don't know. You know, this is what it is. I have a friend. That's a uh, great game to go see, though. No, it is. Like, but my, my thing is, I mean, in order to, like, actually have a seat, yeah. It's how much it is to go to the AFC championship game. Do I really want to watch the Cowboys and the Lions? Gotta, do, do I want to spend know. AFC championship game prices to fr- watch the Cowboys and Lions in a regular season game? I don't know if I'm that committed to the cause. A friend of mine is a uniform officer for the NFL, and his name is Sean Barber. I don't, maybe you could hit him up. Maybe. Oh, you think Sean Barber could help me maybe. in this scenario? Maybe he works for the NFL, doesn't he? You think that he could help me? Uh, maybe. Maybe. He's I a mutual ask friend. PR. That's what I, that's what I should ask. That, I don't know if they're going to get you tickets. <laughs> they can't get me tickets to the actual Chiefs, so. let alone another franchise. I don't think I don't know if that's the right angle. Uh, there's got to be somebody you've met along the way that can get you in that stadium for a, a better ticket, though. I mean, we'll see. We'll see if I'm at Saturday's game between the uh, Cowboys and the Lions. Pete Sweeney is here. He's here for the hits on Six Ten Sports Radio, SixTenSports.com, and the Odyssey app. Uh, you know what? Let's start with something a little bit more fun. People are driving home on a Wednesday. Like, yeah, no we're going to beat down the Chiefs here for the next. Right? I don't want to beat down yeah, the Chiefs no, for the next 15, 20 minutes. That doesn't sound very fun. We are going to head to Denver once you leave here coming up in about 30 minutes. We're going to be joined by my guy, Josh Dover, who hosts Middays oh, out dove. in Denver. Yeah, yeah we're going to talk to him yeah, about the Broncos dove. here coming up in a little bit. So today is the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Is the Duke's Mayo Bowl. I like mayo. What's your favorite condiment? Mm. I put hot sauce in a lot of stuff. What kind of hot sauce do you use? Because this is the big thing. Are you a, like, I'm a big uh, 
I like crystals. I like Louisiana. Louisiana is probably my favorite, but I like crystals too. It gives you that right little bit of heat, but it's sure. not that hot. Yeah. That's where I would say, what's your favorite hot sauce? I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but Cholula is ch- ch- Yeah, Cholula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. like that. I like that one. It comes out it comes in that little bottle and you got the wooden top. Yeah, I put that on a lot. I need you to take the training wheels off eventually. Dusty, are you a sriracha guy? Nah, I'm a Tabasco. Oh no, that's too hot for me. Really? I mean, I love all hot sauces, but uh, yeah, Tabasco on pizza, eggs, B and G. I like Louisiana. That's pretty good stuff there. If I'm doing wings, that'll be the hot the hot sauce I'll mix into that one. But uh, yeah, Tabasco all day. Baby. There was some hot sauce by Tabasco I tried uh, a couple of months ago when I was in New Orleans. It was Tabasco, and it was like Chipotle smoke or Chipotle, Chipotle Tabasco something. Yeah, they it have was it like Chipotle. Flavor. I'm telling you, it it's was great. life changing. It's great. It is was it, really is it the green good. one? Nah, it's the no, smoke. Like it was red, like brown. I had never seen it before. See, I, I like my Tula green and red. I like both. You like both of them. So yeah. when you go get like street tacos, do you like the red sauce or the verde sauce? I do a little bit of both. Whatever the mildest sauce is. Whatever the like. If you're whatever, you got a weak tongue over there. Yeah, I mean, if you're telling me on a scale from <laughs> one to ten, how hot do Sorry. I like my taco? A three. This guy's got a weak tongue. Over no there. wonder he uh, skipped out on the on the hot wings on the news the other day. He skipped out on the hot wings. <laughs> I'm not fooling with Spice them. and wings, man. You should have tried them. No, thanks. Dusty. Dusty did the hot wings. No, I had thanks. to eat sugar and drink chocolate milk just to speak. <laughs> That's where I was at at that point. They were like, we'll be back in 30 seconds. Thank you. <laughs> Why? When did Dusty become the Johnny Knoxville of Fox 4? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's just a funny guy. He's just <laughs> he a is. comedian. He is a funny He's a guy. comedian over there. It, they seem to like it. They keep calling me back. Be back Friday at 9 a.m. Oh, look at him teasing. Yeah, I Shooting know. shots, too. Okay. Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride joining us in studio. Are you a Miracle Whip guy? Because I love Miracle Whip. Ugh. Now, uh, whipped cream... Occasionally, you know, you put it on a Sunday or something like that. But Miracle it's Cool Whip, no, it's the spray. It, the spray one is that Cool Whip? No, it's not. It's a different thing. Okay, I found the one that I was talking about. It is uh, Tabasco sauce. It is called Chipotle Smoked. Yes, Ooh. that's what it's called, Chipotle Smoked. I'm telling you that Chipotle Smoked. It's the best hot sauce I ever had. Trader Joe's has like a good hot taco sauce that I sometimes get. I couldn't tell you it. The name of it is. How much are they paying you over there? You can afford to go to Trader Joe's? TJ's? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, you can even call them TJ's, too? You guys are that, you're that close? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that you and Mr. Joe were that good of friends. I didn't know. Oh, yeah. I trade them a little cash, get the hot sauce. So now nice. we get how he got the name. Yeah, I didn't know. Are yeah. you a Whole Foods guy or a Trader Joe's guy? Definitely more TJ's than Whole Foods. You go to the one over at War Parkway? Or is there like a, I don't know. I've yeah. never, I don't, yeah. that's not a place I go. Yeah, occasionally I'll, I'll go in there. I, I make a turkey chili from scratch. I got all the ingredients over there. You've never offered to, you've never ever offered me turkey chili. I, I would love some turkey chili. Why don't we, chili. I'll bring it in. Uh, how about for the, the playoff, the playoff hit? Can you do that early in the playoff as opposed to late in the gonna playoff? Because I don't know if gonna you're going to be around late in the right. playoff yeah. to do that. Like, <laughs> I I, you know, I, I would love case. for that to be an AFC championship meal. Mm. Like, Rob and I, we're having to kind of, you know, usually we're used to them playing in the AFC championship game. Right. So there's some favors I wait. Like, hey, I'm not going to ask for the Mad Dog appearance until the AFC championship yeah. game. I'm not going to bother Nick until the AFC championship game. I might have to do that week 18 against the Los Angeles Chargers. I don't know how many more weeks I'm going to get after I that. I think you're, you know, I'm, I'm still sticking to this. I think you're okay for the divisional round. I think it's going to get dicey in that round, though. I'm not, I'm not sure about this year past the divisional. So you'll get at least two playoff games. 
That's kind of where my head is at at this stage. Is there a pathway that you would feel good about them getting back to the AFC championship? And what I'm saying, you feel good. I'm not saying they can't. They're certainly not eliminated. Like if they play, let's say in round one, they get Miami, which is still a realistic possibility. Like Miami could still be a wild card team. If they lose to Baltimore and then they lose to Buffalo in the final game of the season, Miami is a wild card team and not Mm -hmm. a division. I actually would feel good about Miami coming to Kansas city. You got Tua in his first playoff game outside in the cold. I actually feel good about Kansas, uh, Miami in that scenario. I don't know. I kind of like Miami this weekend, just for the reason I liked Baltimore this past weekend against San Francisco, I, you know, I, I think the NFL, even at the top, there's a, a lot of parity right now. And I, I tend to think Miami is going to get that game. And so that would mean, you know, the chiefs may end up playing Buffalo and, and that would be a, a game that would be really interesting. Uh, there, there is just a, I think there's a feel of it's anyone's ball game in both conferences, especially after this past weekend with San Francisco kind of being pushed around. Uh, and so, yeah, I think anything can happen. I think that's the angle you look for. Um, I know it's annoying and, and trust me, I get it, but the chief's kind of saying we got to clean it up, which we've heard 16 times, but if they were actually able to do it, it's not like there's anyone in the conference that, uh, scares me. Like maybe if you like would go back and, and hypothetically put like the old new England paint, there's no team like that this year. I mean, it is wide open. So if they could just stop making mistakes, I think they have as, as good of a chance as anyone in the AFC. I feel like if the Chiefs were any other team, I would have eliminated the Chiefs maybe two months ago. But it is just, it is impossible for me to eliminate a team that we are talking about in a quarterback league. And I think they are going to have the best quarterback in any playoff game that they play. Mm. Now, what's your supporting cast? We just saw, I mean, they went up against Aiden O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell threw for less than 75 yards, and they lost the game. So that is not the end-all, be-all of any conversation. But if you got that guy on your team, it, it it is hard for me to go into any playoff game that they have. I don't care if it's Buffalo, Baltimore, right. Cleveland, whatever team you think it is, and come out thinking that Kansas City can't win that game and doesn't have a chance to win that game. I agree, and I, you know, I said this to you before, and, and I'll, I'll bring it up again, and you know, I just think about if I had to hypothetically put a bet that, I, you know, all my savings and, and stuff on it. I know what I've seen. It has not looked good. The Chiefs have looked like an inferior football team. But going into the postseason, like right now, if you tell me I got to put everything on one team to win the AFC, I just have seen too many games and too much success from Mahomes and Reed to not bet on them. Because, like, who am I taking if I'm not taking them? The field? Am I, you know, am I taking Baltimore? I don't know. Am I taking Miami? Do I trust Tua and that crew? I'm taking Buffalo, who's going to have to go on the road for most of these games, even though they've looked great. I think I would still take the Chiefs. I wouldn't feel as great about it as I did in previous years, but I think my gut would tell me this is the safest option in what we've been describing as a, a wide-open AFC. When it comes time for playoff playoffs, you don't want to see Mahomes. I mean, you just don't. Uh, and I know it, it hasn't been the same year as previous years, but there's, there is still something to... This is still Patrick Mahomes, the greatest quarterback through six years we have ever seen. You know, am I picking Lamar? Am I picking two over that guy? I don't know. This is what scares me about the Chiefs heading into the postseason, like in regards to what you were saying. I think the aura and mystique around the Chiefs is gone. I I don't don't disagree. disagree. we, We used to see that offense that when they would get rolling, you could just see the snowball effect that it would have over teams. Yeah. 
They don't have that mystique anymore. You're not worried about Kansas City running away from you. You remember we used to talk about the Chiefs. Hey, if you want to beat Kansas City, you got to run the ball 40 times. You got to really play ball control, keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands. That's not how you beat the Kansas City Chiefs in 2023. That's certainly not the formula anymore. So they don't scare you anymore. They don't have that mystique, and they don't have that heavyweight knockout punch that they had. And I don't care what team you are. I don't care if you're Baltimore or San Francisco. Something is going to go wrong in the postseason because it's football. Right. A ball gets tipped. A penalty happens that takes a first down off the board. And instead of you having first and 10, now it's second and 21. And you got to overcome it on that drive. And this offense just hasn't shown me that they can overcome things. The defense has overcome things. They can overcome a slow start. But at some point, you're going to need your offense You're going to need your team to overcome a mistake, overcome a penalty, overcome a turnover. And they just haven't done that at any point this season on offense. And I think that's why I say, like, I think they could get by in the wild card round because I think the Chiefs are still going to host that game and they're still going to be playing what I would guess to be a a team that is trying to find their way up. The Bills would scare me if that's the wild card team. Other than the Bills I'm talking about, I think the Chiefs could make a mistake in that game and win. What scares me is when you get to the divisional round. You know, you're you're in a round where all the teams have won a playoff game, uh, good enough to win a tough game. It's really tough to win in the postseason. I think we've learned that uh, in the NFL. And then all of a sudden, you're in a scenario where, as we've seen, the Chiefs can't make a mistake and win uh, anymore. You know, especially two mistakes. And if that were to happen in a divisional round game, I mean, it it it's just not going to go their way. And so the margin for error is extremely small. You know, I think that's the key here. If they were to play. Scott free football, as we've been saying all year, I, I think they'll be in games in the AFC playoffs. But it's just, I, I don't know uh, if if we can trust them to say, you know, they're going to be able to to do that. And that's where I, you know, I think I think things could get dicey in the divisional. I want to play one cut for you really quickly here. This is Ian Rappaport on Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson has been sat down by the Denver Broncos for the remaining two games of their regular season. Here's what we know now. Sources tell me the Broncos have informed the team and Russell Wilson, and of course, Jared Stidham, that Wilson is going to the bench. There is a lot of financial reasons for this, and some of those we will get to. The guaranteed money, the get money that's guaranteed for injury in March that would become fully guaranteed if Russell Wilson was on the roster, and then if he sustained an injury, all of that would complicate things. There's a lot of the financial parts of this, but this is also a football decision. The Broncos have certainly struggled on offense, and Sean Payton, in fact, has been very clear publicly about this team needing a spark. So that's what this is, needing a spark. Jarrett Stidham, who the team signed in for agency, were very quick to sign as their backup quarterback, gave him $5 million. He now becomes the starter. Russell Wilson isn't going away. This is not a situation like, let's say, Derek Carr for the Las Vegas Raiders last year. He's not leaving the building. He is going to be the backup, but he is not going to start this offense. Moves in a different direction, and all the speculation now about where Russell Wilson is going to play, where where his home is going to be in 2024, that all can start or that all can keep going because it's been going, but major, major quarterback news for the Denver Broncos. 
That was Ian Rappaport earlier today regarding Russell Wilson, who has been sat down for the remainder of the season. I mean, we all know the way that this plays out. This is almost identical to what happened last year with Derek Carr yeah. with the Las Vegas Raiders. If you're making the decision to sit out your quarterback because you want financial flexibility and you won't and you don't want to guarantee that he will be on the roster next season, you are cutting that player or trying to trade that player. It seems like the relationship between Russell Wilson and Sean Payton has never really blossomed. It seems like they've never really been on the same page. I think it was very telling. You very rarely see a head coach yell at the quarterback the way that they did a couple of weeks ago. I think it was on Thursday night football in which this happened. I think that Russell Wilson is playing for another team next year. And I think his time with Denver has come to an end. hundred percent. And I think what you point to is just the idea that the Broncos are not mathematically eliminated. You know, this is something that Kansas City has backed backed itself into. But if they were to lose out, you know, you got Jake Browning and Easton Stick. But at this stage, it hasn't been great performances recently. Who's to say they they wouldn't lose those two games? Then the Broncos were to win, and all of a sudden, the Broncos could win the division. And so they are just admitting defeat before that happens because they want to be safe in the long term. And I think the key there, you know is everyone knows what Jared Stidham is, right? We thought he might have a chance years ago, you know, in New England or wherever he was, Las Vegas, et cetera, to, um, you know, maybe have a chance to to grab hold of a starter job. But he's a career backup. I mean, you're only going to this guy because you're moving on from Russell Wilson and you want to secure that option. And so this is it. That You know, this is the end of the Russell Wilson era in Denver, and he'll be with another team uh, when we do get to 2024 for sure. I'm going to be very, very curious to see what direction the Broncos go in. It's not like they have a premium pick. Like, they're not the Bears. Like, the Bears are going to have a decision. Now, I think their decision is very, very easy. You traded away the number one pick last year when you could have got C.J. Stroud. Mm-hmm. You're going to have the number one overall pick this year. You get you get Caleb Williams. But if you make the decision to keep Justin Fields, then you have made a long-term commitment to him. You have given up two times to have the first overall pick, right. and you have chosen Justin Fields. You have to pay that player at the end. The Broncos now get all of their picks back, but they're not picking third in the NFL draft where the path to a quarterback is pretty easy. Right now, they would pick in the middle of the pack. They're a 500 team that still has a chance to make the postseason. Like They're probably going to pick 14th in the NFL draft. You don't usually find your franchise quarterback there, but it's certainly not impossible to do so. Are the Broncos going to be an organization that's willing to move up to the seventh overall pick to go get their guy? I think they have to be if you're making this decision, right? Like you have to try and go get a, a quarterback. Uh, and I, you know, I think they go and do so. Uh, in in what they did today, they're just essentially saying that they're moving on after next year. Uh, and and I and I think that's probably the right decision I think they had to try to make it work this year because of the financial commitment and I I think Sean Payton wanted to see if he could get them in a position where they felt good about potentially making this kind of magical run in the postseason they came close if it wasn't for that slow start you know maybe they would be in a, a different scenario especially with the Chiefs having the down year that they're having didn't happen for them and so now they're making a decision about the long-term future which is probably a good one because as we know in the NFL and we knew in Kansas City, you know, 10 years ago, I'm talking about the pre-Alex Smith days, if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have nothing. And at this stage of where he's at in his career, Sean Payton has established in his brain, Russell Wilson's not going to be the guy that is going to be able to get this thing done for me. And so I'm going to move on and go go get somebody else. I, it's not his money, right? He's not worried about that. So he's going to go get his guy. Someone on the text line says, CDOT, what makes you guys think that a team will even want Russell Wilson? I think his career might be over. 
there's just not that many good quarterbacks in the National Football League where Russell Wilson is not on the team next year. Baker Mayfield started this season in the National Football League. Like, I think that Russell Wilson is capable. Is he one of the high-end starters in the league? Absolutely not. But look, I mean, how many quarterbacks are going to start this year in the league? 50? 55 with all the injuries that have happened. You're telling me that Russell Wilson isn't a starter, or even if he's not a starter next year on a team, he's not a guy like in Pittsburgh, where if your starting quarterback is playing poorly, that you then go to Russell Wilson at some point, like Pittsburgh and Atlanta are two easy teams that could have Washington, the veteran competition, right? Like, okay, you know, you want to be the young guy. We gave you an opportunity. Now you're going to have to earn it in a quarterback battle. And Russ Wilson, is still going to want to continue his career and still going to want to have an opportunity to start, maybe similar to Baker Mayfield like we saw in Tampa, and he was able to win the job. And and he could win those jobs uh, in those cities. I, I completely agree. I, I'm Look, I don't want Russell Wilson quarterbacking my team, but is he one of the 32 top options in the entire world? Yes, he. I mean, he still is. I don't think you can say that he is at this stage. Carson Wentz is still in the NFL. If you're telling me that Carson Wentz can still collect the paycheck, I mean, teams were calling Matt Ryan and Phillip Rivers to come back earlier this year because Rivers, because we're almost so was in last year's Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, like that would have been Russell wild. Wilson is going to be on somebody's team next year. Now, if he starts, I still think that he's going to be a starter in the league next year, but he will be in the NFL in a league that Tyrod Taylor is going to start this week, mm. and Joshua Dobbs and C.J. Beathard and Jared Stidham. The, Russell Wilson is going to be on a team for somebody next year. Pete, before we get you out of here, you remember where we went through your Spotify Mm. to see what you listened to? Sure. Well, let's go through Dusty's Spotify really quickly, and let's play Dusty's top five songs from this year. I just just want you to hear. A lot of Bruce Springsteen. It never stops talking about Bruce. This was Dusty's fifth most popular song on Spotify. Dusty. The text line apparently is about to again. So that's number five on the list. Oh, I want to no. play for you. This was Dusty's fourth most listened to song on Spotify in the year of 2023 of our Lord. It's me. Hi. Oh, I'm the problem. It's me. At tea time. Everybody agrees. I'll stand directly at the sun, but never in the mirror. It must be. So that was Dusty's fourth most listened to song in 2023 on Spotify. It was Taylor Swift anti-hero, one of the more popular songs of the year. This was number three from our guy Dusty Likens. This was his third most listened to song on Spotify. Haven't given up, I'm just on your radio. Yeah, that's nice. I'm not laughing, but you laughing is making me laugh. I'll tell you what. That is chasing you by Morgan Wallace. Lay it on me, Pete. The whole text line's already got me. This playlist wants me to call him Dustin instead of Dusty. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? He's got got feelings. Somebody said, how a guy stays single forever. Just play Dusty's Spotify (laughs) hits. You ready for number two? Yeah, a little. This is the number two song on uh, Dusty's Spotify. This is number two. Someday I'm 
that is still a mystery. Who's that by again? Bleachers. The yeah. bleachers. Yeah. Just bleachers. There's no the. It's not My like bad. the Facebook. My that, bad. That's about 9.07 p.m. on a Friday. <laughs> Dusty's ready to go. 9.07 is yeah, a crazy dude. time. You damn that's right, man. 9.07. You pour that bottle of red, man. Yeah, it's it's coming. This is the last song. This is this is the most listened to song by Dusty, Dusty Likens. Likens. Here we go. In 2023 on Spotify. That is our guy, Dusty Likens. Those are his top five songs on Spotify. He's, he's a special guy. That's a damn vibe if you ever got one. Mm. You tell me if you're on the 16th fairway and I play that song and we're about eight sodas deep. Four! Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah you're going to like that. <laughs> that ball is going in the rough if you play that when I'm swinging. Dusty, that was a special playlist for a special guy. I and honestly I... don't think you could hit a golf ball with a golf club. Who, me? Yeah. I could swing a golf club. I think you'd look like, uh, what was it, Derek Rose? No, not Derek. Uh, this is rude. Yeah, I don't. I just don't think you This is actually worse book. than when you said I get my steak well done. <laughs> no, this is actually worse. No, no. I mean, just, if you want to go to Top Golf sometime, I'll have no, to go. No, with no, you. no, no. We'll go to a driving range. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I'll go with you. I bet you hit, I'll give you a whole medium bucket. I bet you don't get more than 10 balls 100 yards. Wow. I mean, this is a challenge. Okay. I just, I've never seen you swing a golf club. Okay. I've. I'm very happy to accept a lot of this assumption challenge. here. Yeah, a whole like bunch of assumptions. Of Do you assumption think you could beat Pete in golf? No, no, I don't think so. I don't think that. No, probably not. I don't think that. No, I don't think so either. Pete Sweeney, man. Top golf will be fun. I'll see you guys yeah, there. I'm happy to go. Pete Sweeney, man, let me tell you that I appreciate you joining the show, and I look forward to many more of your appearances in 2020. No, I, I look forward to that, and nothing. Nothing will ever top listening to Dusty's music with you. (laughs) Coming up on the other side, we'll head to Denver, Colorado to learn about Russell Wilson, who I don't think he's going to start for them ever again. Keep it right here. It's the drive. This is the drive with Carrington Harrison brought to you by the deep Esqually Moore law firm. Remember Mike's got this. If you missed any of the show, catch up on the Odyssey app or at 610sports.com. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Total Wine, Spirits, Beer, and More, the eighth wonder of the world. Step inside and prepare to be amazed as our helpful guides dazzle you with their knowledge and passion for our 8,000 different wines, 2,500 different beers, and 4,500 spirits, all under one roof. And with the lowest prices anywhere, we're also the ninth wonder of the world. Swing into one of the three new locations in Overland Park, Stateline, and Liberty, where you'll find the lowest prices for over 30 years, only at your Total Wine, Spirits, Beer, and More. Free responsibility 21. The Overland Park, Kansas store is independently owned and operated in accordance with Kansas liquor laws. The 610 Sports Radio phone line is brought to you by Under Law Injury Lawyers. Visit GetJim.com. The home of the Royals is 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Let's head to the phone lines right now to head to Denver, Colorado, and be joined by Josh Dover to get his take on what happened today with the Broncos and Russell Wilson. Josh, how's it going today, my man? Hey, I'm doing all right, Peter. How you doing? Doing fantastic, man. What's the latest with Russell Wilson, who got sent to the bench earlier today by the Broncos? Yeah, just uh, real time, kind of looking at those Jordan Schultz reports and talking about the uh, conversation apparently they had after the Chiefs game uh, way back when about waving that injury clause and kind of the feeling that Russ's camp is leaking all that and Russ is liking the tweets about it and all that good stuff. But the benching itself, uh, I mean, look, Sean Payton doesn't believe in Russell Wilson. 
there's a lot of people out here in Denver, Colorado that don't believe in Russell Wilson, and you can add me on that list. Uh, he's been better for sure, but better is not good enough when uh, Sean Payton comes in here and has these expectations and the, the Broncos are a team that wants to win Super Bowls and compete with the Chiefs for the AFC West. So uh, Sean has made it clear, Carrington, that it's his system that's going to work, not the roster that he can coach up, and Russell Wilson doesn't fit that system, so he's out. Josh, I thought it was pretty telling in a foreshadowing a couple of weeks ago, and I can't remember the game it was, but Sean Payton was very upset with Russell Wilson. He went over there, and you very rarely see a starting quarterback speak that, or a coach speak that way to the starting quarterback. And that happened last year. You remember when that defensive player came off the field and he yelled at Russell Wilson? It feels like he has sort of been that team's punching bag for a lot of reasons over the last couple of years or so. Can you speak to the relationship between those two, between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, and why it just never seemed to connect? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a combination of a bunch of things leading all back to the fact that Sean wants to play football a certain way, and Russ doesn't possess that ability to to play the way that Sean wants to play. And there's just some frustrations with who Russ is. I mean, I'm sure you guys have heard the press conferences, and I call him Captain Cliche on my radio show out here, and that's old, man. Like, you know, if you work with anybody that, that always kind of has that, it almost sounds weird saying, but always positive, almost annoyingly positive, if that's such a thing. Uh, and that's hard to be around, man. And, and you heard it today. Justin Simmons took to the podium and was obviously asked about a quarterback change. And he didn't have, you know, a ton to say about it, talking about continuing to win football games. And if, if the quarterback's your dude and you're riding with that person – you're going to defend that person. And uh, Justin Simmons certainly didn't do that. So uh, I don't think there's a big, you know, jolt in the locker room or a, a Team Russ or a Team Jared or Team Sean is really what it would be. Uh, I think everybody kind of understands the situation. Russ isn't good enough. He's hurting you because of how much money he's going to hit the books and they can protect themselves a couple of years down the road by making the move they made. Josh, we can actually speak to that in Kansas City a little bit because their offense has been saying that they're going to fix things and they're going to start executing better now for four months, and it hasn't happened yet. So I think all of us in Kansas City can identify with what you just said. Yeah, man. It's a, I think y'all miss Eric the enemy a little bit more than probably you guys want to admit that, but uh, it, it is. It's just they went on that five-game winning streak, and even that was fool's gold, man. They're, they're winning on such slim margins that you can't rely on your defense creating four turnovers a game. And even in that, man, they weren't turning turnovers into touchdowns. They were turning turnovers into field goals at best, and that's worth half a turnover in my stat book. So it's just you knew that Russ was going to improve. The question was how much more, and was the ceiling already there? And, look, I think the answer showed itself in that one-in-five start, but now we are through 16 games, and Sean Payton has made his decision. Sean Payton has convinced Greg Penner to make the decision, who obviously writes the checks up there uh, representing ownership. So all of the frustrations have just come to head right now in December. Right now we're talking to Josh Dover here for a couple more minutes, covers the Denver Broncos. Josh, which one would you say is more likely, that the Broncos start a veteran quarterback next year, a Derek Carr type, a Russell Wilson type, or do you think they're finally going to rip the Band-Aid off and go draft a young QB? 
Look, I think it's the latter, and, and it is the one thing. I mean, we went through the eight years of hell that Broncos fans have been through today on the radio. Uh, they've tried everything, man. They've drafted a guy. Sir, it was later in the draft, not a first-round top pick in Drew Locke. That didn't work. They did that with Paxton Lynch, who was a first-round pick, and God was that a miss. They've tried every veteran. Name one. He's been on the Broncos in the last eight seasons. So I, I hope that that's what they do. I also know Sean Payton is one selfish dude. Uh, and if he gets himself a young quarterback, that clock that he just started today by benching Russell Wilson, it extends. The, t- the, you know, it, the seconds tick a little bit slower with the younger quarterback. So I, I believe that is the play. They'll pick somewhere between 12 and 18 and see if somebody lands there or they make a move to sacrifice yet again more draft capital to chase a quarterback. Josh, I'm curious how you think people are going to remember Russell Wilson because when he got traded to the Broncos, I think a lot of people talked about him like a future Hall of Fame quarterback. That's certainly not the way that they talk about Russell now. You saw his career up close, just watched every game for the last two years. How do you think people are going to remember Russell Wilson? Uh, I'll answer for myself first, and that's as Sierra's husband. Um, For the rest of people, look, I I think as time goes on, Seattle is going to embrace Russ, and they're going to have love for him, especially the way that team looking like it's going. They're not going to win a Super Bowl anytime soon either. So he'll be loved with a little bit of sour taste from some of those hardcores uh, that that won't let it go. But I think for the most part, he'll be beloved back in Seattle uh, when it's all said and done. But here in Denver – I mean, he'll be looked at as the, the biggest bust of a trade in franchise history for sure, possibly league history, uh, and that's what he's going to be remembered as, uh, the, the man that was supposed to be the hero that turned into the villain. Last question here, Josh. If you had to suggest a team, what team do you think is most likely to claim him? Man, I don't know why this keeps rolling through my head, and I don't even know their cap situation, but this is just what my brain's been telling me the last 24 hours. Pittsburgh and and it's a little strange because they're not great either but I think Mike Tomlin's a much better coach than Sean Payton is Uh, Mike Tomlin is a guy that does coach the roster rather than dictate a system so Pittsburgh keeps popping into my head I don't know what the finances are uh, and then another team is Atlanta just because they can't afford it they can't uh, you know throw the bridge around and hell turn around and hand the ball off to Robinson as much as you can and you'll be all right I like the Washington commanders I think that makes a lot of sense on both sides even if, like, a guy like Bill Belichick ends up there? Yeah, possibly. I mean, I'm just looking at it, and you and I both know there's just not that many good quarterbacks in the league, and then you always know there's always that franchise that they are unwilling to go draft their quarterback, and they go for the short-term solution. I mean, we saw that this year with Tampa Bay. I mean, it was clear Tampa Bay needed a quarterback and roll the dice with Baker Mayfield. Now, it worked out this year, but we all kind of know what Baker Mayfield is. Some team's going to do that next year with Russell Wilson, especially because you're going to get him at a – at a significant discount compared to what he's been paid in his career. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And it's that new ownership group out there wants to, you know, I guess it kind of make a little bit of a splash. We were fired up about it in Denver about Russ, but I think if you did, even if you got a good coach like that and said, hey, we're going to get Russ, you might be able to sell it to the fan base a little bit. But I don't know why it's Pittsburgh in my head, but that's what pops around. That is Josh Dover joining us on the show today. He covers the Denver Broncos, and they made a big decision today. They have decided to move on from Russell Wilson. This is step one. Step one is you bench him in the end of the regular season. That's what happened with Derek Carr in Las Vegas. And then eventually 
Derek Carr went to go play for the New Orleans Saints. Josh, man, happy new year, man. I always appreciate your time. Thanks a lot for hopping on today. Yeah. I appreciate you, man. Happy New Year. Absolutely. That's our guy Josh Dover joining us on the show today to react to the breaking news in the National Football League that Russell Wilson is no longer the starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Keep it right here. It's The Drive on 610 Sports Radio. The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by the Deepest Quali Moore Law Firm. Remember, Mike's got this. Tune in every day right at 2 o'clock for your chance to win a free pizza. Free is my favorite kind of pizza. Listen and win right here on 610 Sports Radio. Dusty, have you noticed that, like, every update about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey's relationship is just something that just normal people do in relationships? What, like hickeys? I saw that today. I I don't think that's a hickey. I don't think it is, but, of course, they went shopping. It'll be Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are having conversations about the futures. They're in a committed relationship. Of course they are. I mean... You've definitely talked about getting married to somebody that you didn't end up getting married to. I don't know what's going to happen with Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey's future. I hope that they get married. They both seem very, very happy. I know is she seemed happy at the 2020. She's never seen the good version of the Chiefs. Never. Not one time. Think about all the fun that you've had with the Kansas City Chiefs over the last five years. Taylor Swift has never experienced any of that. and seems very, very happy with the team. She seems great. Could you imagine if she was at the Houston Texans game? she's never really you know she just she's there she's smiling they show she goes through all the wave of emotions taylor seems great they were leaving the stadium they were holding hands i'm there for you baby i'm here to support you and your team he had santa claus drop her off on the field it's great just every it's like oh they had a conversation oh their parents are meeting each other of course that's what of course her mom and dad were in attendance on christmas day yeah like what are we talking about like I'm going to be spending Christmas in Kansas City. If you want to spend Christmas with me, then you need to be in Kansas City where I am. Let me ask you this question. Are you comfortable with where your fame is at? Because you know that's why this is here. Like, I don't think you'll ever be Kelsey or Taylor Swift. Don't think that I'm a jerk for saying that. But, like, you think about, like, what they do. Everything's underneath the microscope. Like, are you good with where like you would be at or like, is it, could you go a little bit more? I mean, I always could go further. I mean, I mean, I'm saying you could go further, but like notoriety yeah, and like fame, like you, with that, you'd be yeah. okay with that. I mean, I think I'd be happy with the life that they have. It seems like a yeah. really good one. Like, well, it's it's it, prosperous. Yeah. I mean, in a, if you're also telling me like the trade off is some privacy for all the other benefits, like, yeah, that's really the only negative. I hear people talk about, Hey, I can't do the stuff. I I don't know if I want to do all the stuff I used to do if I have the amount of money that they have. Like, like you would I, I never the, be able to the peanut again and get wings. Yeah, I'd be fine if I didn't experience okay. that again. I just think I've experienced that enough. Now, it might be different for Taylor. Like, she's been famous her entire adult life. So, like, there might be some things that you and I got to do at 25, 26 mm-hmm. that she didn't have the ability to do. She also has the ability for her and all of her friends to go to Costa Rica tomorrow and it not matter anything to Fair. find it. That's a good trade-off to not be able to go to the peanut, you know? Yeah. No wings anymore, but I can go to Fiji on a private plane. (laughs) Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, sure, you can't go to the grocery store anymore without people bothering you. You, I don't know, man. I got to go to Sprouts still. I got to be able to walk (laughs) into Sprouts and go get my my stuff. Yeah, I remember Patrick was saying how, like, sometimes it's annoying to be able to go to the gas station. Like, 
I just want to fill up my car. Somebody recognizes me. I got to take a picture. I got to sign something. And now something that normally takes us three to five minutes now takes 20 minutes because it becomes this commotion because you've gotten there. I can certainly see how that becomes annoying over the course of time, but on a, I, all the all the other positives seem like it'd be worth it. On a scale of one to ten, how much more famous has Mahomes got with this relationship? Like, is it like a, a five? I don't like, think it's helped Patrick at all. He still stayed Pat. Yeah, like no I, pun, yeah, I don't think like, it's helped Patrick at all. I mean, he's already been uber famous. I mean, he's the most famous probably. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, obviously Travis has been the one. Now it might be like how you say it or whatever. Right. I think there is a difference in being famous. Or I guess there's a difference between being a celebrity and being famous. Like however yeah. you want to categorize it. I think that Travis Kelsey is now a celebrity. Like, yeah. I, I think he has crossed over where people obviously knew who he was. It is now a big deal if you go anywhere. Like tomorrow, if Travis and Taylor went to the Grammys or went to this thing, it wouldn't have mattered if he had went before. Like let's say that him and Kayla had went to the Grammys. Like, I, okay, Travis Kelsey's here. Like, hey, look at all these other famous people that are here. He would be one of the most famous people at the Grammys now at this point. That's the, how his level of fame has risen over the course of the last six to eight months. Yeah, he went from being an MC at, like, the ESPYs to hosting yeah. Saturday Night Live in one year. I mean, Travis, like, could go out regular. Like, Travis was going out regular. You know what I mean? Like, was going out regular. If you were somebody that likes to be out and about, you have been out when Travis Kelsey has been out. And mm-hmm. just seen him... And like random plays, like he would just go eat at the Drunken Worm, like on a Wednesday. You could just go see yeah. Travis Kelsey. I, I don't know if he can do that anymore without Absolutely things change not. for him. Absolutely not. I don't think that. I mean, I remember when Hosmer would say he'd have to go to Garozo's and like sit at the corner, like on a random day, just so he can go in there, have a glass, and then get out of there. He's nowhere near Travis Kelsey. Never will be near that. Yeah. I mean, and I it's like, I mean, I I mean I the trade off is fair. That's a fair yeah, rebuttal I mean, to the. Was it really? It, I mean, I feel like it only was that bad a couple of times with Hosmer. That one time leaving a Bieber concert, which I could have told him that, like, bro, you, you can't. There do were that. a bunch of fifty. There were a bunch of fifteen to thirty-five year old women. You just walked out right. You kind of wanted all the attention you were about to get. Yeah, they said you he. Kinda he kinda they said it. they shoved him. <laughs> yeah, come <laughs> okay. on. Okay, you're not fooling me, big dog. We knew exactly what kind of attention you wanted when you did that. You just walked out in yeah. the regular. Like, come on now. According to my playlist, I was probably at that Bieber concert. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually seen Justin Bieber in concert. I, I bet uh, he's all right. I think I was at that show. Actually, the one what that was that 2014. Yeah, I think I was at that concert. I think I left like a little bit before he had left, so I missed all the commotion. So you're one of those guys leave a little early. Like you'll leave at the two no, minute warning. I, think I just game. left like immediately when the concert. You know how it is. Like yeah. if you stay in a suite, you stay, you drink some more, and then you just you know you leave. Yeah. Uh, you know that's how I'm guessing how they left. Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, I only have two more segments in 2023, man. I got a. A little bit tomorrow, and then uh, I'm off, man. What's your lead tomorrow? Just New Year's resolutions? Probably the Pop-Tart Bowl. What's your favorite Pop-Tart? Uh, I'm a s'mores ooh. guy. I like the s'mores a lot. I like the brown sugar. I like that one, too. Like, but I Strawberry the, might actually be the worst one, and strawberry yeah. normally is the best flavor. It just tastes fake. I don't know. It's weird. But here's the thing. I was always toaster strudel guy. I think Pop-Tarts might be a little bit overrated. Yeah, they were they, all, they were the only overrated. thing. They were like baseball in the 1920s. That's all you had. <laughs> yeah, and then they introduced football and pop tarts. Like if, if you're telling me of all the things that you can heat up at home for breakfast, is pop tart a top five thing that you like? Just heat up. Like I don't you know much the last time I've had a pop tart. 
You much rather have like a breakfast sandwich. I think I'd rather eat a breakfast corn dog than eat a pop tart. Ooh, that's tough. I'd rather have a breakfast corn dog than have a pop tart. If you're offering me those two things yeah, for breakfast, I don't. Yeah, I just don't know the last time. I honestly don't know the last time I had a pop tart. I couldn't tell you the last time I had a pop tart. Social strudel is far superior. Elite, man. When they introduced that, it was like when mom brought home the pop tarts. You're like, what are you doing? Yeah, like, no, yeah. You, you get mad. Like right now, like if you had two pop tarts, you had Oof. two s'mores pop tarts, and then somebody else walks in with the toaster strudel. Trade. Oh, you're mad. You're trying hey, to I, trade. Hold on, give me that. I want that one. What kind? You? Oh, you got the glaze on the top too. Patrick Mahomes toaster strudel. Russell Wilson pop tart. <laughs> no, definitely. Uh, that is what it is. All right, Dusty, man. I appreciate you, man. Thanks yeah, man, a lot happy for being here man. with me today. Keeping me company. Uh, Rob will be back tomorrow. I will be back tomorrow. Big show. I appreciate you guys. Take care. It's the drive. This is the drive with Carrington Harrison. Chocolate cake needs a good run game. Good offensive line. He's elite weapons. I think that chocolate cake is a system quarterback. Brought to you by the Deep Esqually Moore Law Firm. Remember, Mike's got this. If you missed any of the show, catch up on the Odyssey app or at 610sports.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 